welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. Ghosties. <laughs> Hello. Hello, welcome to the Google. Um, what is happening? Hmm. No, <laughs> the usual. My last week of tutoring, I start work next week and just trying to keep myself sane. <laughs> what is happening with you? You know, just we got back from our crazy vacation last week. Um, Started back work this week, so just getting back in the groove. Yeah, we've been gone for two weeks, right? Yep. We haven't recorded in two weeks. Is that right? Yeah. I can't keep up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Time is flying by so fast, it feels like. And if we think things are crazy now, they're about to get even crazier. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll be full-time work, like not just sporadic throughout the day. It's going to be those long days of... Do I even get to look at my phone or anything for five days in a row? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a good thing though. I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to a routine because this summer stuff is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really been able to like relax and enjoy it because I've had to still work, you know, like normal people. But a lot of teachers, you know, they take off during the summer. They because they spread our paychecks out for, you know, throughout the year so that you get paid all 12 months. But so a lot of teachers, you know, they opt not to work during the summer. Um, I did not have that option this year because I wasn't getting paid this summer. Um, And either way, I'm a workaholic, so I would probably still work. But, you know, between that and the boys being sick off and on and just, you know, it's I just don't feel like it's been a summer break, if you will. Mm hmm. I know. I know. Y'all, me and Missy had like all these grand plans to like go and do investigations this summer. Like we had set aside time to go do investigations. Um, We'd set aside time just to do, you know, fun stuff like hang out at Missy's new pool and the Rona and all kinds of stuff is just run the summer. (laughs) Yeah. We don't even know that we had the Rona. I'm pretty sure we probably did, but three out of four of us tested negative. One didn't test at all. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. We had something at the beginning of the summer and then they had something else and then I got that. And so it's just been a challenge. Um, So hopefully because we have all been under the weather this summer, that means we're not going to be sick during the school year. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Which I doubt, but we'll see. I was going to say something else too. Oh yeah. Uh, the pool thing. Like, yeah, we were going to hang out at the pool. I, I really haven't been at my pool a lot this summer because I'm tutoring three of the days for the most part. And then the other two days I have my kids and it's hard to get in there and do things with them. Just me and the boys. Yeah. And then there's nap times and then I still have to get things done when they're napping that I can't get done when they're awake. And then there's, you know, all the rain we've had. So it's just like, I really haven't even been enjoying it either. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people they are like, we haven't even seen your pool. And I was like, well, <laughs> I 
join the club because I don't really see it much either except through the window. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe next year we'll try again. I know. Bless it. And I feel like the summer just like flew by too. Yeah, summer break doesn't seem as long as it does when you're a kid. No. Mm-mm. Kyle yeah. and I were about that the other day. I was like, why is it that summer break feels like forever, you know, when you're a kid and then as an adult, it doesn't. And he was like, well, I mean, as a kid, <laughs> this was Kylie. He was like, as a kid, like if you're 10 years old, you know, two months of your life as a 10 year old is a good chunk of your life. So right. it doesn't seem to go by as fast when your perspective is that of a kid. Yeah. And I think as for like people that work in school systems, you know, the kids get out. And we still have a few days that we work. Some of like admin works the whole month of June and then they go back the very beginning of August. So really they only have July. Yeah. Um, And then like teacher, like new teachers are back this week, returning teachers and IAs like I'm going to be this year. We go back next week and we're there for like two weeks before the kids come back. So really it is a shorter break than the kids get, but either way, that's all right. I'm ready for structure and yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey y'all, it's Christina from the Ghosties Podcast, and I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? Head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com or find me on my TikTok channel at Christina the Medium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Hey guys, it's Missy. I am going to talk to you real quick about something that I'm absolutely in love with, and that is wine. (laughs) Shocker. Um, I love my wine, sometimes a little too much. My only complaints are all the sugar that they pump into this wine to make it so sweet or so tasty. And not only that, you feel less than zesty the next day if you have a couple too many glasses. However, I found the answer to all that. It is my favorite, favorite, favorite wine. It has no added sugars and it doesn't leave you feeling like trash the next day. And before you try to stop me and say, oh, I'm not interested in a pyramid scheme, it's not about that. It is about delicious wine that you can order anytime on your own. All you have to do is go to scoutandseller.com slash Missy Stuprich. That's M-I-S-S-Y. S-T-U-P-R-I-C-H. We have cute little cans that are perfect for poolside fun this summer. We have some really bold reds. We have some delicious dry whites. We've got bubbles. We've got everything that you could want without the next day regret. So don't forget, go to scoutandseller.com slash Missy Stuprich and check out your next big wine obsession. Oh on my name this time <laughs> the first one it was Chris Kringle and now it's Christy Kringle <laughs> wife. Um, Missy always puts her 
her name up here is always something crazy. Baloney yeah. Bar was one. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the thing is, the anchor account is tied to Christina's. So she connects with that. And then I join as like a guest. And it always makes me put a name in, which I feel offended by, but whatever. So I just decided to play with it and do something fun instead of just putting letters and symbols and whatever. So yes. change it up a bit. Um, so today we have Go Share. Go Share. Going to disappoint you a little bit and let you know that our uh, our listeners do not love us as much as we think because they are not sharing their stories with us. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had a difficult time finding stories in my groups that I'm in that I didn't have to really like edit. Oh, gosh. Like kind of reword because of the you know, grammar, whatever, like there's a lot of people, you know, in there from different countries and whatever. And so it's hard to kind of understand some of their, um, the way they write things, the way they, um, tell their stories. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to find some of the creepiest stories out there in the world wide web. And we're going to talk about them today. Yes. Oh, that being said to our lovely listeners that love to listen to us, that love us so much. If you have stories, please, even if you think they're lame and they're little teeny, like boo, scary, like random things, like we like those. We want to hear and we want to talk about them. If you think you've seen an alien or, you know, whatever, we want to, we want to talk about them. So we, we find them all interesting. So please send them our way. Uh, we love your stories. Yes. I had a little spook this morning in the house. I, it's funny because I was sitting there on my phone trying to look through some of the like screenshot stories that I'd had trying to decide if I, you know, wanted to share them or if I just wanted to hold off and share them another time. So I was looking at some spooky things and then I realized I needed to go wake Jackson up. So Logan's in his bed at this point and I go into Jackson's room and I open the door and I'm telling him, you know, Hey, it's time to get up. And I hear what sounds like one of their toys, like fall or something. I mean, it startled me to where I kind of jumped and turned around because it's still dark out. And I was like, Oh, this is what just happened. <laughs> I, I I cannot find what fell. What? I came back into the den immediately and started looking around just to like put my mind at ease at what it was. <laughs> and get, you know, rationalize like, okay, this is what happened. Uh, I mean, Pumpkin was standing there by the TV. He was not near any toys. Nothing had fallen in the kitchen. I mean, I looked in the kitchen, the den and the living room, which I wasn't even in. And I can't find what fell, but it was loud enough to the point where it startled me. Oh my goodness. I don't know. A little poke from spirit this morning, I guess. Yeah. And I was officially awake. So, <laughs> all right. I poached these stories from the internet. So we are just going to go through a few of them. Yeah. Um, and here is the first one. This person says, not sure if it's scary, but it's definitely really weird. Two days after my grandfather died, the neighborhood security guard knocked on our door on a weekend morning and he said an old man came to your house earlier and he was knocking on your door for nearly half an hour and finally when no one answered he left when I asked him what he wanted he told me he needed to say goodbye to someone he had never had the chance to meet we were all stunned and had no idea who this old man was or who he was looking for when the guard came in the house he shouted that's the old man and he pointed to a picture of my grandfather Oh, I'm not 100% sure if the guard was telling the truth, but I almost like believing that my grandfather wanted to say goodbye to my newborn sister before resting in peace. Oh, my gosh. No. How precious. 
me all the chills. But at the same point, like, can you imagine the ring camera footage if they had a ring camera at that time? <laughs> uh, I would, I'm here for it. Does anybody have a camera? Because I needed to see the footage of this man walking up to the house. Yes. But that was that one. Um, Good one. It, yeah, that was a cute little one. <clears throat> a little appetizer, if you will. Um, <laughs> next one. My house was built in 1904. It is a single family home, wood frame setting on a concrete block foundation. I've been living here for about 12 years. Of all the weird things that my siblings and I have seen or heard in this house, this one is my favorite. It happened to my brother. About 10 years ago, my brother and his best friends had started a garage band playing mostly Spanish rock, alternative music, but in Spanish. His friends could only get together on Sunday afternoons. They would practice into the early evening and they would usually call it quits around eight o'clock. This time, um, this was the time I usually showed up and went to bed because I worked the graveyard shift. This happened in late fall, so the days were getting shorter and they had just finished a long session when the decision to head to someone else's house came about. My brother handed his car keys to his buddy so they could load up the equipment. And everyone had filed out of the basement. The tricky part was that they needed to walk all the way to the back of the basement, up the back stairs, through the kitchen doorway, down the hall, into the living room, and out into the front porch. Lord. <laughs> I had a long journey. <laughs> Everyone was outside, sitting in my brother's truck, waiting for him. My brother was walk- walking up the back stairs when he remembered he had left his pancakes, <laughs> pancakes in a to-go container sitting on a speaker in the basement. I mean, I always like to take pancakes with me where I go, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> he made the decision to go back. Now the basement is not clean, um, but with full sight lines, there had been partitions made and the boiler and main heating unit are right smack in the middle. So after my brother walks back, he is about to retrieve his food container when out of the corner of his eye, he sees something. It's a shadowy figure right at his peripheral vision. And this feeling of dread and uneasiness washed over my brother immediately. We had been taught that if you were in the presence of a spirit or ghost and you felt a bad vibe, to say a quick prayer or to yell at it. And my brother chose the latter. He basically just told it, hey, F you, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> my brother started to walk back out of the basement and briskly up the stairs, closing doors and turning off lights as he was walking out. The last light switch is on the opposite side of the front door. Luckily, the door was open and the light from the street lamp was flooding in the living room with its amber light. My brother said he felt something at his back, but at no point did he turn around as he flicked the last switch in the living sorry, as he flicked the light, the last switch in the living room went dark. So did the rest of the house. He stepped out, pulled the door closing behind him, still holding his food container in one hand. He ran down the porch, walked towards the front gate. As he got closer to me and his friend, we kind of smiled, looked at him and said, who else was in there behind you? Oh, my gosh. He said, you guys saw that? And they were like, yeah, we saw somebody in there behind you. We thought there was somebody else we didn't realize was still in the house. And they looked around and everybody was accounted for. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they saw the shadow, too. Ew. So he wasn't crazy. Yuck. Ugh. Thank you. Right? It's one thing, you know, people say they see shadow stuff. But for somebody actually to see it behind you, too, it, like, wanted to be seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. All right. Here is another one. Um, when my dad was in his 30s, he was house sitting a bed and breakfast for a few friends who were out of town. Might I just add, um, side note, 
I used to know somebody who their parents owned a bed and breakfast in Portsmouth. And I wish I knew where the house was now. It was one of the creepiest places I've ever been to. It's in like uh, Port Norfolk. Uh, And when I went over to that house, I didn't want to be inside the house. I was fine outside of it. And this was like in high school. So um, yeah, bed and breakfast in old areas creeped me out. Oh my gosh. So, all right. All right, my dad, he was in his 30s. He was house-sitting a bed and breakfast for a few friends who were out of town. He and his girlfriend at the time weren't staying at the bed and breakfast, but would spend a few hours every evening making sure it at least look occupied. A few nights in, as they are about to leave, they hear a massive banging sound and a blood-curdling scream. They look at each other and, without any words, ran out of the house, locked it, and drove home. The next morning, they went to check out the house. The hallway upstairs had three bedrooms on either side and one larger bedroom at the end of the hall. When they went upstairs, all the doors were closed. They tried each handle on the doors on the side of the hallway, and every single one of them was locked from the inside. When they finally got to the final door, it was unlocked. They go inside to see the room completely trashed and furniture scattered everywhere. The worst part, however, was the walls. The walls had claw marks running down them as if someone was trying to scratch the wallpaper off. Needless to say, they locked up the house and didn't return until the owners came back. Later on, they did some investigating and discovered there had been a murder there a very long time ago. A doctor had come home to find his wife cheating on him with another man, and he had stabbed the doctor, um, shoved the wife against the wall, and stabbed her, too. Apparently, the claw marks had come from her nail scratching down the walls. Oh, my gosh. Yuck. Ugh. Can you imagine? I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can never house it for you ever again. That just goes to show you, like, when these, like, super traumatic events happen, whether it be, like, from violence or, you know, death or whatever the case may be, that energy sits in that area for forever mm-hmm. until somebody clears. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Here is one, and this has always been, like, a a weird, like, I don't know, a fear of mine, and I'll talk about it after the story's over. <clears throat> During Hurricane Gustave, um, I evacuated to a church in Baton Rouge with a family, with a friend and his family. At the same time, there was an entire nursing home's worth of old people staying in the church. My friend, his family, and myself all shared one room together. In this church, there was one bathroom that was large, similar to something that would be in an elementary school with a few few stalls, um, like a urinal, etc. One night during the storm, my friend and I made a trip to the bathroom. The lights had since gone out because we were in the middle of a hurricane. The church had a musty, eerie feel to it, kind of like when you turn out the AC in a house for a few days. The area surrounding the church was also dead quiet since there was no electricity in the area. The bathroom was several halls over from our room, so we grabbed our flashlights and set out. While walking down one long hall, we shined our flashlights ahead, and there at the end of the hall sat an old man in a wheelchair in the middle of the night with nowhere around, no one around. Now this hall was incredibly long, so we could make him out, but we couldn't really see his facial features. Once we grasped what we saw, we turned and looked at each other, kind of freaked out, and then we put our flashlights back down the hall to where he was, and there was nothing there, as if he had vanished. No signs, no sound, nothing. Needless to say, we hauled butt back to the room. Ugh. So when I was younger, Um, I was very active in my church youth group and we would have lock-ins once in a while, like sleepovers. Um, And 
the sanctuary area, like downstairs all the way at the end of the church was always like the whole thing was creepy in general. Um, but it was always dark. We would play like hide and seek down in that area. And there was a, a closet with a wheelchair in it. And for some reason, it just always creeped me out at the thought of like that empty wheelchair in the dark church. So this, that story like <laughs> gave me all the chills. Oh, well, you know what you, it made me think of while you were telling that last part, like when they saw him in the wheelchair, when I worked, um, at my last ophthalmology office, um, it was a brand new facility y'all. Like they had built it from the ground up, but that building was so haunted. Um, I remember like when I first started working there, um, some of the techs told me that uh, like we had two wheelchairs that would sit at the end of the hall so that if anybody, you know, fell or perhaps was having issues with mobility, we would go run and grab the wheelchair. And it was on this long hallway. Well, two of our techs said that there was a day where they were getting ready to go and call a patient and the wheelchair came wheeling down the hallway like someone was in it. Mm. There was no slant in that floor. Nope. No unevenness in the floor. It was quite literally like someone was pushing that wheelchair down the hallway. And that wasn't the only thing that happened in that building. But thank you. Mm-hmm. Immediately, no. <laughs> Immediately, no. No, thank you. <clears throat> All right. Here's another one. This happened to me when I was a junior in high school. It was December and it had just started snowing that evening. My best friend and I were in debate and getting ready for our state qualifiers that were the next day. We were writing our cases and, as usual, at each other's throats over the debate details of the cases. It was a stressful, tense evening. We finally finished our cases around 3 a.m. and then we went to my room for the night. Almost as soon as we get into my room, we hear what sounds like the water turning on in the other end of the house. No big deal. Probably my parents. Um, And then we hear the front door open. I told her, I bet mom woke up and wanted some fresh air. It just made sense. I really thought that's what it was until we heard incredibly heavy footsteps in my living room headed for my room. They were not anyone in my family's footsteps. Then they stopped. My friend and I looked at each other and were both freaked out, just standing frozen in my room. We walked closer to each other and the footsteps started again, but this time they were running towards us. We both flipped out. We grabbed each other's hands out of fear and my bedroom door flew open. We both looked at the door and nobody was there. We ran to the bathroom that's connected to my room. I closed and locked the door and stood against it. We finally um, got the I guess I can say balls. (laughs) We finally got the balls to do it. We spread it to my parents' room, crying and hysterical. We obviously startled my parents awake. They said neither of them have gotten up. My dad grabbed his gun and looked outside. No tracks in the snow anywhere around the house. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. No, thank you. Yep. No, thank you. Ugh. All right. Here is another one. There was a hunter in the woods who, after a long day hunting, was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark, and having lost his bearings, he decided to head in one direction until he was clear of the increasingly oppressive foliage. After what seemed like hours, he came across a cabin in a small clearing. Realizing how dark it had grown, he decided to see if he could stay there for the night. He approached and found the door open, but nobody was inside. The hunter flopped down on the single bed, deciding to explain himself to the owner in the morning. As he looked around, he was surprised to see the walls adorned by many portraits, all painted in incredible detail. 
Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him, their features twisted and looks of hatred. Staring back, he grew increasingly uncomfortable. Making a concerted effort to ignore the many hateful faces, he turned to face the wall and exhausted fell into a restless sleep. Face down in an unfamiliar bed, he turned blinking when the sun woke him up, and when he looked up, he discovered that the cabin had no portraits, only windows. What? Yeah, so when he went in there at night and it was dark, he saw all these pictures of faces looking at him. Oh. It reminds me of, like, the reel that you see when you're starting to, like, your gifts are opening up, you know? Like, the movie reel that I saw that was just, like, look like people's pictures flashing in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, in I mean, when it happened to me, it was, like, when I closed my eyes and I would see all of the pictures. It wasn't, like, just on the walls of my rooms. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine? No, thank you. Yeah. That's like one of my things. Like, I don't want to see any faces in the windows at night. <laughs> no, I know. I'm so freaked out about that. I see so many like people posting about how they look out and they see like eyes glaring at them and stuff. No, I, no, thank you. Yep. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, all right. I will do two more and then I'm going to call it. All right. Here we go. My best friend died of cancer <clears throat> back in 2002. We were incredibly close in every way, and we spent the majority of our free time together. I just heard a bang in my house, and no one's here. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, not to mention, I've been like not having all the lights on because I'm trying to just be like, you know, conserve energy or whatever. Just be, yeah, as I'm looking around, I've already had goosebumps. This is Ugh. great. Okay, here we <laughs> I did feel tingling on my head when I was telling the last story, so that okay let me try to get through this without dying um all right best friend died of cancer back in 2002 we were incredibly close in every way and we spent the majority of our free time together almost a year after she died I was in my apartment sleeping and my phone rang around 3 a.m I was very groggy and I picked it up from a nightstand and I looked at it I saw it was my friend's number I immediately became alert awake and I answered the phone very curiously I said hello a few times, but all I could hear was very loud static for about 30 seconds. Eventually, the call ended. At this point, I was freaking out and called the number back only to get an automated recording that the number was out of service. I then called her mother's house to see if possibly her older sister may have had my friend's phone and might have called me by accident. But there was no answer at my friend's mother's home. Come to find out the remaining family was in Miami at the time. After they came home a few days later, I took the phone to them and showed them the call log and they were in disbelief. They went to my friend's room and got the phone out of the drawer where it had been sitting for months. Battery was stone cold dead. Wow. Uh, all the chills right now. I love stories like that. Like, I mean, we've heard them all the time where people get calls from people after they pass and there's always like heavy static or they hear them say something and then they're gone. Ugh. So crazy. Me out. I know. It creeps me out. Um, all right. And the last one I'm going to share. Oh, contact has a ribbon at great. All right. I'm just falling apart over here. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, a man goes to a bed and breakfast. While checking in, the owner tells him that the room next to his is undergoing some repairs, so don't open the door or anything. The man goes to his room, drops off his things, but then is bored. He pokes around the house a little. Here we go to bed and breakfast again. He pokes around the house a little 
and with nothing else to do, decides to, uh, to see the room that needs repairing, tries the door, and it's locked. He wonders why the owner would even bother warning him about this room since it's locked anyways. Um, he peeks through the keyhole. <laughs> Must be a large keyhole. And the room beyond isn't actually being repaired. It's completely empty except for a figure in the far side of the room sitting in a chair facing the wall. The man stands up again, creeped out. Just to make sure he wasn't imagining things, he bends down and looks through the keyhole again. This time, he doesn't see the figure or the room at all. Just the color red, like someone was blocking the keyhole with construction paper. Oh, my God. God. All right. Weirded out, the man goes to bed. When he's at breakfast with the owner the next morning, the man casually asks him about the repairs in the next room. And the owner sighs, just like I did, and says, truthfully... I don't rent out that room because so many people have told me it's haunted by a ghost with red eyes. <gasps> I am dead. Stop it. I am deceased. The mental image that I got of mm. sitting facing the wall in the corner, honey. I can't handle it. And I just hear in my head this old time music playing as that's happening. Ugh. Like a record player. Ugh. Gross. What were those things called? The what was it? The something a phone that not the record, you know, that they used to listen to that like projected the records. Oh, uh, a phonograph. Phonograph. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to me in my mind. Somebody rocking in a chair, listening to some old time music on a phonograph. Ugh. Oh, these are yucky. These are really good stories. Ugh, that last one. I hope somebody listens to this at night and is as freaked out as I am during the daytime right now at 1045 in the morning on a Thursday. <laughs> Seriously. Ugh. Right. Gee. Um, did I ever tell you about my, I did tell you, I know I told you, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast though, the house that my dad used to live in over there in Newport News on um, 60 something street and what is that? not warwick what parallels warwick that the shipyard's on is it mercury nope jefferson no it's by the shipyard like by the water over there instead if you go if you go monitor merrimack instead of james river bridge what is that street called that you drive on is that warwick or is that huntington what is that it might be huntington okay not sure because Warwick is, or is it 35th Street that you come, I don't know, wherever you come off, if you're coming towards your house from Montre Merrimack, it parallels that. Um, so yeah, the shipyard's on your right. My dad used to live in this house that belonged to his brother-in-law. Um, and it was super, super creepy. So many random things happened there. Um, and they had a really creepy basement. My older stepbrother, when he would stay there, he was like nearly 30 at the time. He would not go upstairs and sleep in any of the bedrooms. He would sleep downstairs in the den with the TV on with his dog in there with them. Goodness. Yeah. But um, there was a parent. Oh, I think Shane and I talked about it when we were staying there one time and she heard footsteps come up the stairs and somebody opened the door and nobody was there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or when um, I had like a party there at some point and two of my girlfriends had run up into my, um, my dad and my stepmom's bedroom and there were these closets that like faced each other and there was a mirror on each door, which as we know in the paranormal world, that is a big no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just mirrors facing each other when they went over there. Cause I don't know why they were in there. If they're hiding from someone or something, they looked in and they swear that they saw somebody standing behind them 
in those mirrors and it was not either of their reflection oh oh that gave me the chills on the back of my neck oh yeah there were times where like either my dad my dad worked a lot of night shift there too of course you know so he wasn't there um until you know like two in the morning or something and then my stepmom would either be gone somewhere or working and I would hang out in their room with the door shut like with the tv on all the lights on on like AIM or AOL um, with a dog in there and the dog would like get up and start barking at the door and stuff I was like immediately no oh my gosh it just that house was creepy yeah oh my god no thank you goodness that is all I have for today so please send us your stories yes and find us on Facebook Instagram TikTok and YouTube and like Missy said email us your stories at the ghosties podcast at gmail.com okay bye bye